hi, hello, and welcome to the second episode of Release. I am Adriana. I am so happy and grateful for the way that the first episode was received. I am so happy for the feedback. I'm glad that I was able to provide some kind of comfort or advice when it seems like people needed it most. And this is kind of what this podcast is teaching me because as it is Black History Month, happy Black History Month, um, I was going to talk about being Black in a North American um, society. I was going to talk about what it's like um, in predominantly white spaces when you have to, when you look different or you have to try your best to present yourself a certain way or whatever the case may be. But then I realized that I was putting myself back into that box, into that limitation, like it's February, we have to talk about Black History Month or nobody will listen, blah, blah, blah. Um, and honestly, that's not the case. And I'm always Black. As we know, um, I can talk about being black whenever. It is not, it's not limited to February, and I kind of had to come to terms with that. So, of course, after scrapping that idea for now, I had to figure out what the second episode would be about. Which is really funny because I, I knew I wanted to talk about Valentine's Day or something related to love or self-love and I couldn't think I couldn't get a concrete line up of what I wanted to talk about and then for Rito closed um shout out to them trekkers eh, I'm sorry that's not funny um before Rito closed I went to the store and um I got this no they were having like a sale and i got this um necklace and a bracelet and the girl told me that they have uh 50% off on like this rack so i went over to the rack and i saw this dog tag and i was like this is such a cute dog tag i'll get it so i get it and then i turn it over and it said reconnect on the back of it. And I didn't realize before because, you know, I was rushing to work before. Um, like I had to rush to work after I went to the to the um, to the jewelry store. So when I did look at it and it said reconnect, I was kind of like taken aback in a way because that was kind of what I had been struggling with. Like reconnecting with myself and finding the parts of me that are truly me and not just the parts that society has told me that I have to be. So for this episode, I want to talk about reconnecting with yourself. So, as we know, Valentine's Day just passed. 
And every single year, I see the same fucking thing. Like, as soon as New Year's passes, like, January 2nd, everybody gets up. Not everybody, but a lot of people, especially social media. It's, like, flooded with Valentine's Day things. People are like, oh, I have to find me a Valentine. I want a room with, a hotel room with rose petals. Or that's not, like... Or I'm going to die. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I have to find a date or, like, my life can't go on. And that has always been so strange to me. Because, like, it's great that there's a day dedicated to love. But Valentine's Day is such, like, a commercialized holiday. And I'm not saying that I hate love at all. Like, I literally love love. Like, you ask anybody that knows me, I love love. I love love songs. I love love movies. I literally have been writing poetry about love since I was, like, six. So I love love. I love the idea of love. I love the idea of being in love. Like, it's it's great. But the way that society kind of pushes Valentine's Day, it's like... If you don't have love on this specific day of the year, you're a horrible person and you're never going to find love. And that's so stupid and also not true. And on the flip side, the girls that are getting the roses, like roses don't equal happiness. Because I know people or I've been friends, I use friends very lightly, acquaintances, I've been acquaintances with the boyfriends of the girls that get the rose petals in the hotel rooms and the girls that get um, the trips and the girls that get everything and the boyfriends still cheat. They treat them like shit for the rest of the year. But on this one year, on this one day of the year, they believe that you know this is enough. Like If I do this, then I'm a good boyfriend. Pat on the back. Um, and that has always been one thing that irritates me because why are these girls, these girls, the girls that are getting treated horribly by these guys are always these beautiful, wonderful, amazing people that let guys treat them like shit. They let them treat them like shit because they would rather that than to be alone. And that is one of the things that really like stuck out to me. That people would rather be treated like shit than to be alone. And that's kind of where um, the... Where my thoughts for this episode kind of started from is I started thinking about being alone and what being alone really looks like. And my first thought was COVID. Um, before COVID, I found myself in spaces that I didn't belong around people that I didn't belong because I didn't want to be alone not alone in the sense that 
um, like romantic love, like alone. Like I physically did not want to be alone because my personal life was so chaotic. And I knew that if I was alone for an extended amount of time, then I would break the fuck down. Like I would be crying. I'd be in tears. I felt like I was literally going insane and I couldn't, I just didn't feel like I was equipped to be alone in those moments. And then COVID hit and we all had to be alone. I was forced to be in my room for months on end with no contact with um you know my friends or obviously I saw my family but like no contact with really like the outside outside world and I had to sit in that pain I had to think about why it was so hard for me to be alone and I realized it was because I was hiding from myself I couldn't face the facts of what had happened and I know I'm being very vague but I had to find myself and find my own footing because just distracting myself wasn't going to change. The fact that I was alone, like being around a thousand people, I still had to come home and be alone. I still had to come home and be in that space of I kind of feel shitty. And with this specific situation that... I was kind of dealing with at the beginning of COVID, it goes back to the not wanting to find out the parts of yourself that you're hiding from. It's like, I know XYZ about myself, but the rest of the alphabet is a mystery to me and I don't necessarily want to know because it makes me complicated and then you have to figure out how to forgive yourself how to heal I was struggling with how to forgive myself and how to heal because in this specific situation I was dealing with somebody that hurt me so fucking deeply like physically mentally emotionally like killed my spirit like broke it in half and I didn't love myself enough to know that I shouldn't be around that person I thought that in order for me to love them I had to find the humanity in them because nobody would do something that horrible to somebody and continuously do shitty things to someone just because they were a shitty person like I couldn't believe and I still don't believe that anyone is a shitty person and like shitty activities and shitty actions come from 
you know, a place of hurt and possibly abandonment, but that isn't my responsibility. And that's what I had to, that's what I had to understand. And I let that situation go on for way too fucking long. And I allowed this person and other people to take advantage of my kindness. Um, because that kindness couldn't be shown inward. And the first thing I realized is, or I saw this um, on Pinterest. Yes, I'm a Pinterest nerd. Anyway. Um, I saw this thing on Pinterest that it said empathy without boundaries is, it was like empathy without boundaries is killing yourself or something like that. Um, and it's so true. I was very much obviously like I, not obviously, but like I grew up in the church and I used to live by, like, if you hit me on one cheek, turn the other cheek. And it was very much like people were pushing me down. And I was like, I have to love you through this. But me pushing and giving all of myself wasn't fair to me. And when you are like that, people take so much fucking advantage of you. Like, people literally will pull you out of a fucking crowd and they will pick you because they know that they can get away with the abuse because of the heart people like narcissistic people can see that shit from a mile a fucking way and this guy is a very much a narcissist very much a narcissist and i had to kind of I kind of had to rewire my brain in a sense to understand that my feelings are so valid. And if I don't feel like I'm loved in any situation, then I need to get out. I need to get out. So during COVID, I had um, kind of what I call a hermit mode. Like there's um, a tarot card and it's like the hermit and it means like, you know, being by yourself, following your inner light, following your intuition kind of thing. And I do not, I didn't like it. I didn't, I didn't like it at all. I felt like being alone was one of the scariest fucking things I had to do. But then the end of COVID came around or not the end of COVID, but like restrictions were lifted, lockdown was lifted, and um, and we were able to be around people again. And at the time, I was dating my um, ex-partner, and he, we were always together. I didn't really, like I would rather go to his house and hang out with him then um then be home alone and then recently another one of those hermit modes came up and this one this one is real this one is real heavy i really had to look at myself 
and figure out what I needed to do to expand into myself, what I had to do to know myself because I realized that I didn't really know myself at all. And that's kind of scary to say out loud. And it's kind of weird to say out loud because I I was, I felt like I was being defined by the way society was defining me. I was the girl that did her makeup all the time and had cool eyeshadow looks and had a cool outfits. So that's who I was. And I felt like in the worst parts of my pain, I tried my absolute fucking best to present myself as that because that's I was and if I presented myself the way that people thought I should be presenting myself or people were used to me presenting myself then they wouldn't ask if something was wrong they wouldn't inquire about my pain and I wouldn't have to share my pain so I did that and then at the end of last year I don't know what happened something hit me over the head really fucking hard and I just stopped. I decided that doing makeup shouldn't feel like a chore. Like, I shouldn't feel like, okay, I have to look this way or I won't feel like myself. And feeling like yourself shouldn't be equivalent to the outer parts of you. And then I started to change. And that change, now I'm grateful, um, but in the moment, and it's still happening, by the way, but in the moment, it fucking kills. It hurts so fucking much. It feels like somebody is pulling out your heart, just constantly pulling and tugging at your heart, and you can't do anything about it. Like, the pain is still there until you acknowledge it. And you have to sit with the pain. That's what I learned. You have to sit with the pain and you have to feel it. And I um, would smoke, not cigarettes. I would smoke weed. And it, I thought it helped. I thought it was helping me because when I was high, I was so happy But it's literally giving me artificial happiness. Like when I was home and I was in that space alone again. Breakdown. Horrible, magnified, like 10 times the normal sober breakdown. Like crying, screaming, begging for something to change. But then I realized that I kind of had to change and I had to reevaluate the way that I was viewing life and I I I found myself questioning a lot why me why did this shit have to happen to me because I kept hearing people like people that have trauma they always or if you're a part of the spiritual community because my mom's best friend is 
a pastor. So my mom would tell her, like, talk to Adriana. And then she would talk to me, and she's a social worker, so she doesn't only approach things from the Christian point of view, but there's always a Christian point of view deep down in it. And she was telling me how, like, you know, things, everything happens for a reason. And if you get out of this, she's like, if you get out of this, then you will be such a good asset to the world. And that made me so fucking pissed. Like, how dare you look at me in my pain and tell me that this pain if you get through it, if you can figure out, and they're not giving you the tools to figure it out. They're telling you like, you got this, like go ahead and do it. But I was so clouded by my hurt and I was so engulfed within my pain that I thought that she was being rude. And um, I just couldn't, bring myself to understand it until I started sitting with my pain and until I started looking and reflecting and understanding. Like, I've had to intellectualize my pain so much. I literally had to disconnect because when all of this trauma was happening to me, I was disassociated constantly like i remember i would be going to work la 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 i um at the time i worked at a place that was kind of far from my house and i would bus to work and to walk from the bus stop to the place that i worked it was i had to walk on the side of a highway and i just i was so numb like to the point where i would i would remember being on the bus and then i don't remember walking but i have texts in my phone where i was texting people while walking me like i could just walk into the street um sorry if that was triggering for anyone but that's really how i felt I just couldn't do it. And then I remember like looking back at these texts and being like, what the fuck? I don't remember texting this. But I would get off the bus and then I would be at work. Um, or I would finish work and that's the last thing I remember. And then I remember waking up the next morning. Like it's it's my body's way. It's your body's way of protecting you from feeling this pain. But it's so disheartening to feel like my body has to force me to forget these things in order for me to cope. Um, and this person, obviously, I'm not blaming this person for all of the trauma that I'm going through. But with him, he... I was like, he's fine. He's fucking fine. Um, But on the flip side, he wasn't fine. He was definitely dealing with a lot of fucking shit. And even though he is a narcissist, and even though he did shit to me, hurt me in ways I feel like I will always be hurt in, I had to find gratitude in the situation. I, I had to learn to listen to my intuition 
Like I said, I had to intellectualize my pain. I had to sit in this moment and be like, this person did this shitty thing to me. How do I learn from it? And I'll use an example. Okay, so with this with this guy, he has done multiple things to me. But um, I remember one time he invited me over um, to his house and I asked him if my best friend could come because I knew where his mind was at and I knew within myself that I didn't know how to say no for myself and that's kind of this reconnect like you have to reclaim the space to be like no I don't fucking want this and even if you want it I don't fucking want it and um yeah he would tell me that I was a liar and that fucking triggered me because my mother would always tell me that I was lying even when I wasn't and up until today, I am so triggered when people call me a liar to the point where I have to be able to prove. Like, if a situation happens, like, let's say, because sometimes I feel like crazy shit happens to me in my life. I feel like I have to have some kind of proof. Because if that person calls me a liar, I have to be able to back myself up immediately. And when he he would call me a liar and basically, long story short, he would say all these the shitty things to me and basically tell me that he was in love with me and that he knew that. Keep in mind, I had a a partner. I was dating my ex. Like He would tell me how I knew that things between us were different and I had to realize that that was a trauma bond. It was a trauma bond and I couldn't let go of him because he had seen me at my fucking lowest. He had been my fucking lowest. And I couldn't... I felt like I was punishing myself. I felt like punishing myself was the only way for me to relate to him. But then I realized that that's bullshit that I can't fix him and I can't I can't bring myself down to his level and expect him to come up to mine if we're at the same level like that's not that's not how it works that's not how it works and back to what I was saying a little bit of a a sidetrack but back to what I was saying I was stuck in this why me I was stuck in this, oh my God, why is this shit fucking happening to me kind of mindset until I changed the way I look at things. I remember once I was texting someone and I was saying how like, you know, when you change your perspective, things change with you. Like I was so in my ego and in my hurt that I couldn't see that the universe had been teaching me the same fucking lessons over and over and over and I wasn't listening 
It had to be something hard-hitting and something that I would remember for the rest of my fucking life for me to know that that lesson is stuck in my brain. And I had to be honest with myself. Um, And coming back to love, I also had to be honest with myself, with my partner, my ex-partner. Um, I wouldn't even consider, not partner, boyfriend, let's say boyfriend. Um, It feels weird calling him my partner, but boyfriend, because partnership, whole other thing than being um, a boyfriend or girlfriend. And I feel like he and I were very much in that, or he was very much in that space of, if I am your boyfriend, I, um, I should know everything about you. You should tell me everything. You should only hang out with me kind of thing. And um, that's not what a partner is, I don't believe. A partner is more about growing side by side and opening up your heart and understanding that learning and loving are such important parts of living. And you don't own your partner. Your partner doesn't own you. Uh, you guys are healing and growing alongside each other, and that's the important part of it. But another sidetrack, um, I had to be honest with myself, and I feel like this goes back to the Valentine's Day thing. These girls or people that are obsessed with the roses, they're not being honest with themselves. Because if you're lonely... For the rest of the year, are your how does how does how does a a hotel room how do a few fake um words or gestures fix that pain like if you're lonely, a relationship will not fix you if you're broken, a relationship will not fix you if you can't give love to yourself. That love cannot give, be given to you by another person. Because you have to have enough, you have to have enough in your little um, well of love to be able to push out enough love to that other person and have enough for yourself without feeling a deficit within yourself. Um balance equal give and take in all relationships and i realized that i had to start showing up for myself and in my hermit mode i realized that i had to do things for myself that i felt like i had to depend on other people for and i always say i i I'm the only one that can do things the right way. But I always rely on other people because I just like, I feel like I get energy from being around people that I love. Like I enjoy conversations and I enjoy being able to grab knowledge from other people. But the people I was surrounding myself with, they weren't doing that to me they were sucking all the energy out of me and i wasn't getting anything in return 
I wasn't getting any of the knowledge that I sought. I wasn't getting any of the um, enlightenment that I was seeking from the conversations and the interactions that I was having. So I realized, I was like, social media. I'm going to delete all the people that I... That have either hurt me, hurt someone I care about, or they just have a bad, excuse me, a bad um, vibe. Vibe is a weird thing, but like, if someone has done something shitty to somebody that they claim they care about, or someone that I care about, then... You and I can't you and I can't be around each other because it's only a matter of time until you do that to me. It's only a matter of time until you make me into another one of your little guinea pigs and I can't I can't allow I can't put myself in spaces to feel pain and then be like, oh my god, this person hurt me. Like, protective measures. You have to protect yourself. You have to fucking protect yourself. And be so careful of who you're sharing your energies with. Be so fucking careful. Some people are energy vampires. Some people suck the life out of you. They will pull and pull and pull and pull and pull and pull and pull. They don't care. All they want is to know that there's somebody that will go to the ends of the fucking earth for them. And then when you're done and you go home, you're so drained and you're so over it. Because this person has taken every single ounce of life out of you. And that's also one of the reasons why, apart from the socials, because I felt like people were watching me and they didn't have the best intentions, I feel I felt like there were people that... that didn't need to be a part of my journey that were watching me and I was trying to be intentional about the people that I was sharing my space with uh space being online and in person um and that's also why now I'm very cautious about partying I'm cautious about big groups I'm ca- I'm cautious about being around people that I don't necessarily know that well. Not because, oh, I'm a homebody. Eh. It's more about, like, I... I don't want to be in that space with the energy vampires. I don't want to extend my energy into an environment because I've never really liked partying. Um, I don't want to put myself into an environment where I know that like my energy is already going to be shitty and I'm going to leave feeling sad and in parties, it's just like, especially house parties, obviously haven't been to a house party in a hot minute and don't really plan to go to anymore, but, um, it's hot it's sticky, people are drunk, people are high, there are guys like whispering and yelling in your ear and touching you and it's disgusting, oh my god, 
I want to be in the light. I love the sunlight. Like, literally, my favorite colors are yellow and green. I like the earth. I don't want to be in a fucking stuffy-ass room with people I don't like and people I don't know and men trying to fuck me. Sorry. That's a little bit raunchy. But it's true. Like, that's their goal. Like, I'm realizing now, like, my first instinct was, you know, like, give everyone the benefit of the doubt. That's not the goal, but I now see how these parties are orchestrated with the single goal in mind that someone is going to get laid. And the guys are normally the ones that are, if the guys are hosting, they're pumping drinks down your throat. They are giving you all the weed that they have because they want to get you inebriated enough so that you'll go along with it. And I can't be in spaces like that um, because that's fucking disgusting, first of all. Also, it it isn't in... Listen, in me, I can't... If someone chooses and someone doesn't see things like that, that's okay. But I've been hurt at a party before. Um, And I don't want to be in that space. And if I'm going out and I say, oh, I'm going to go have fun, I don't want to be in the space where I'm... I have to worry about my well-being. Like, I want to be around people that I feel safe with. And house parties, obviously, you don't know who's going to be there. You don't know who's friend of a friend of a friend of a friend is going to be there. You don't know what the fuck these niggas are thinking. Um, These men are thinking. (laughs) Um, um, Yeah. So, that's all that I wanted to say for this episode. Thank you for listening. Um, I would appreciate, I would adore if I could get feedback on this episode also as I try to transform it into the vision of what I want it to be while going along on the journey. So thank you for listening. I hope you have a beautiful day. I hope you are staying hydrated. I hope you are doing something for yourself today. You're loving on yourself extra hard today. Um, I love you. Be patient with yourself. Goodbye.